I'm gonna be 100. I need you today. Like I need some Daniel time because it's just been it's just crazy in accounting land owner right now. So we are here to we're here to to bring Daniel because I am Daniel and I. Oh, we, need some, <laughs> yeah, we need some Daniel energy. Like I said, I was like, I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire, and this is the Abundant Beans Podcast. The podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Daniel Mangena is a best-selling author, entrepreneur, public speaker, life coach, and professional dreamer. After experiencing several life-changing obstacles in life, Dan built a simple four-step system called the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Let me kind of resent paradigm is not the easiest word for me. <laughs> <laughs> Initially we built a, as a lifeline grappling with suicidal thoughts, Beyond Intention was born, transforming Daniel's life from misery to celebration. Through his own struggle, struggles, Daniel found a path to lasting joy and purpose, and he wants nothing more than to share the tools that saved his life. I love that. Through his motivational speech, Daniel shares his vision of empowerment and joy. The books he has authored, his Do It With Dan podcast series, which apparently Emily was like, you need to get, you need to listen to this podcast like today. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, Emily, <laughs> uh, which is available on all major platforms, regular blogs, published articles, and World Wild workshops has, have helped thousands across the globe. Welcome to the Band of Beans hey, podcast. Hey, hey. It was really awkward listening to a bio i know <laughs> it's like okay i'm just gonna sit here while you that's, talk about that's, me that's how i feel that's how i feel when people do mine too and i'm like, <laughs> it's like okay that's me i guess yeah emily's awesome because she like she rewrites people's bios for me now so i don't have i want to that bio it if you're watching wanna, you can have it i'll send one. it over that was much we will send it over she did a great job yeah um i love it all right, Daniel, I need to know though, uh, what was your first job? Really cool thing. I've actually only ever had two jobs in my life. Oh, I like it. The second job I actually needed <laughs> because <laughs> I was building myself up from nothing again. I worked in a, um, a call center mm-hmm. and I did the same customer service call, the seven, a seven minute customer service call to Volkswagen customers over and over again from one o'clock in the afternoon to eight o'clock at night, sometimes 8.30 with a 45 minute lunch break and two 15 minute breaks. That was mind numbing, but I did it with purpose because at the same time I was building up my business, which after three years, I got up to a seven figure a year business. So I did that customer service call job. I want to say, I did it for just under six months. And as soon as my business was making enough to replace my minimum wage, I was making like minimum wage. As soon as I remember getting a one pound an hour bonus, if I hit my targets, such a, such a long time ago, 10 years ago, it's crazy. But I did that for about uh, less than six months. I did that. And as soon as I was making enough of my business to replace the couple of hundred quid a week I was getting, I was like, yeah, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. So what I was doing is I was getting up at, getting up in the morning, working on my business, going to the gym, going to the job, doing the job, had a BlackBerry under the table, <laughs> doing emails, taking way too many toilet breaks. And then as soon as I was making enough, I bounced. 
And then that business, we, we grew. I took the time freedom that I had and built up the business. The job I had before that was when I was a teenager and I worked at Stir Century Cinemas in Romford, Essex. And uh, I remember it was a summer and my friend Andrew's like, hey, like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm not doing anything. He's like, dude, I work at the coolest place. We get free popcorn and ice cream. We get to see all the movies first. And there's some pretty cool people here. I'm like, cool, let's do it. So I went to do it. When I had the job interview and I got the job, I worked on the Ben and Jerry's ice cream stand. And um, yeah, I, I scooped Ben and Jerry's cones and cups and put sprinkles. And sometimes I did popcorn. And I met my two best friends. <laughs> Interestingly, me and Andrew haven't spoken for years, but Jamie and Nathan and I have been best friends for 20 years since then. Yeah. Um, and that's, those are the two jobs I've had working in the cinema when I was 15 for a summer. And then a couple of months working there. I've had some prescribed work experience we had to do at school and I did some charity work and whatnot. But in terms of like, okay, I'm going to the job and I'm getting paid. Those are my jobs. That's too. That's really interesting. Yeah. Most people like, you know, by the time we get it, we get to, you know, here in the podcast, they've had like, <laughs> you know, major career progressions, you know, nah, not me. you're like, that's I've always it. been on my own steam, always been on I my own steam. I love that though. And I think mm. and most of us entrepreneurs probably should have been on our own steam. <laughs> Like, like I look back and I'm like, what the hell? I spent a lot of time working on other people's businesses, right? <laughs> like that was a bunch of time wasted. But you know what the thing is, is that, and this is something that I I've, I've find people are a little uncomfortable hearing the truth of. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's built to be an entrepreneur. Nope, Some people so should true. just go and get a job. No shame in it. No, no shame in it. in it at all. Every single piece of the corporate tapestry has a role that must be filled by someone who is skilled and adapt to you know mm-hmm. adept to doing it that I think we need to stop job shaming yeah, I really love totally. to see stop the job shaming and stop telling everyone they should be an entrepreneur because some people really aren't ready for it <laughs> I think anyway. it requires a level of just your stubbornness <laughs> and resiliency and the ability to deal with change that most people don't don't have. Those aren't muscles that are flexed, no. or that they just don't have those things. Um, I, I and when I and I yeah, I always said, oh, I don't, you know, I get the entrepreneurs because I've always been an accountant for small businesses. Like I get y'all, like I, you know, I see it, like you know, it's all good. <laughs> I just don't want it for myself. <laughs> and then I hopped out and I was like, oh wow, I am built for this. Right. <laughs> my stubbornness, my ability to change, like my, you know, my, my ability to like, be like, Oh, well, what if we did this and that and the other thing, you know, like <laughs> that's a level that, you know, we, you have to have those skills. Um, and honestly, it's so funny. I found out, I find a lot of ADHD, people are ADHD that are, that are entrepreneurs. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we just don't care also about the norms <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> We don't feel like stuck to those a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's when it works. Mm. I think the the whole idea of entrepreneurship isn't just organizing resources. It's not just creating value. Mm-hmm. It's also being ready to take responsibility for new ideas and birthing them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like being the dad, the mum, the midwife, and the hospital, all in like one big jelly bean. It's crazy. It really is. It really mm-hmm. is. Mm. Um yeah, it's interesting. And I was a birth doula, so that, you know, that all works, that whole analogy. That's why, that's why I use that analogy. 
I love it. I've got you, Mamacita. All right, that was easy. So my next question's moot. So, um, all right, moving on. <laughs> it was about your career pro- pro- progression, but you know, here we are. That was no so. corporate progression. There was there was an internal progression. I love it. So, um, so we have to talk about abundance, obviously, because that's what we do around here. Um, exactly. So, how do you encourage people to live a life of abundance? I sing songs and we dance. No, I'm not really. Well, we do. But honestly, my group calls, there's often like dancing and people have got little themed songs. And dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Anyway, but let's come back to now. Um, and your energy's rubbing off. I'm like <laughs> squirreling all over the place, but <laughs> it's groovy. You're good. No, don't apologize. This is wonderful. Now, if we look at abundance, I think abundance, I define abundance as overflow. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do is have people go through a, a really solid progression so that they're in a place where it's conducive for them to move with more flow into the overflow. Mm-hmm. So let's look at where people are. So I've got something I call the abundance pyramid. So we've got scarcity at the bottom, mm-hmm. then we've got stability, then freedom, mm-hmm. then abundance, wealth and beyond wealth. That's oh, like the way that, that I, I frame it. So scarcity, people think that if they're making more money, they're automatically going to be out of scarcity. But there are people making millions of dollars that are in scarcity because either physically mentally or emotionally there's a relationship to what they have that says there's not enough mm-hmm. this for me is where the kill or be killed mentality comes from i need to take out the competition a lack of ability to step into collaboration and to share with others no this is my client you can't have any you can't be on my podcast because you've got competition and blah 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 whereas abundance is recognizing there's enough for everyone all right mm-hmm. so we want to move from scarcity into stability where it's where i'm at th- th- there's enough the water going out and the water coming into the bathtub keeps it the same, but it's enough for you to be warm and clean, right? Right. There's stability. So that could be that your income's meeting. It could be that you just feel good, even though the income isn't necessarily doing it, but you've got the space to create. Freedom is when the income that's coming in doesn't require your time and energy to generate it. So that could be your business is automated. It could be like me, I've got sufficient additional income streams that if I woke up tomorrow and said, you know what? I really can't be bothered to do this anymore. I can still maintain the same quality of life. Mm-hmm. I'd have less choice. I'd have less joy because I love what I do, but my lifestyle wouldn't change. Abundance is when all my needs are met, but there's sufficient overflow for me to think about legacy, for me to think about more contribution, for me to think about expanding and growing. That's what abundance is. But I found in my experience that abundance is much more easily reached when people don't have the mental and emotion, indeed physical stress, that doesn't support them being able to create that overflow. I really like that, that you have a progression because a lot of people are like, Oh, it's scarcity or abundance, right? Mm-hmm. There really are things in the middle. There are things in the middle. That's interesting. And, and shifting to those, you know, even mm-hmm. mindset wise, mm-hmm. like it's a progression. Like yeah. a lot of us will say, well, you know, Obviously, we try to do abundance around here, and it's one of our values. Obviously, it's what mm-hmm. we do. But I find myself, and we all do, like catching myself in that scarcity or catching myself. What 100%. was the next? What, what was the next one? So we've got scarcity, stability. stability. Yeah, worrying about stability, mm-hmm. or you know, kind of coming down a notch instead yeah. of really living in that abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all a practice, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. That's really interesting. Mm. So how do we, how do we move though? You know, I'll, I mean, other than, you know, 
gaining our wealth, which, you know, gaining our dollars, which obviously helps us, mm-hmm. we already have the dollars. But this is the thing. And, and, and this is like, I find that people think that abundance is just the monetary aspect. Right. But it's not just the numbers. It's not just the jelly beans. It's also my mental and emotional relationship to the jelly beans. I had a friend mm-hmm. of mine, dear friend of mine, hit me up yesterday. She's like, dude, like she, she, she was in a, she was a social worker a year and a half ago. Now she did a couple of challenges of mine, asked a few questions. She's on six figures a year income. In the, right. So she's made that leap, but she's like, dude, thank you. Like I'm, I'm making like hella more money. But for some reason, I still don't have any money at the end of the month. Now she's built some stuff up. She's got some NFTs booked up. She's got some Ethereum. She's got some Bitcoin. She's got some stocks and bonds. She trades like rare sneakers as well. She's got like that, that she's doing the thing. But her cash on cash, like in the hand, not enough. Right? So just making more money doesn't equate to abundance, freedom, or even stability. Mm-hmm. Because each level of that progression, there's a different emotional f- resonance I've got to be able to hold, a different vibrational flow I've got to be able to dance with. Mm-hmm. There's a different level of narrative. There's also going to be different environments and different conversations I'm going to be having, different choices, right? The person that's running a $2,000 a month business is going to be having different conversations to the person having a $2,000 a day mm-hmm. business. It's going to be different networking. You're going to be different, delivering a different type of value. The structures that you're going to need to have in place. Your tax plan is going to need to be completely different. Yeah. The life, the type of of of, of mentorship and, and guidance and support that's going to empower you to really sharp at that level is going to be different again, mm-hmm. level to level. So I just want to just kind of throw that in there that getting more money is great, but being able to hold that level mentally and emotionally and still have space. And to still have expansion. It's another part of the puzzle. I think, I think that's huge. Um, I always love though, because I have, you know, obviously we talk to a lot of different kinds of business owners all the time and they're always like, oh yeah, but we're small. I'm like, you're pulling in 5 million a year. How are you small? (laughs) You know, there's just this much. Yeah, it's this perspective of like, I'm a small business, so therefore I'm small and I only mm-hmm. bare bones, you know, mm-hmm. whatever services you have. Yeah. And it's like, we don't work with small people. Like, <laughs> just really a lot of it's about mindset. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's about mindset, but not just mindset. And this is like my, I'm writing my next book at the moment um, called Stop Meditating. And um, one of the things that we're looking at here is this, ludicrous idea that we're one dimensional beings we're not you know people have their vision board party in january i have my vision board party i'm ready for the year it's going to be so abundant all my blessings are coming in oh yeah vision board party we've been doing the same bloody party every year for the last five years your vision board hasn't changed right right maybe something needs to change or i did my chakra alignment this morning i'm just ready to step into my abundance the universe is going to bring me some miracles today. And then I'm going to sit and not do anything to actually add value to anybody's life. I have no actual action steps to make this happen, <laughs> but there is a board. Universe, can you bring me my millions while I'm sipping champagne that I bought on a credit card that I can't afford to pay in the hot tub that I can't afford to make the papers on? It's like, really? Like, oh. So we got that and then we've got the... I've read all of the books and I've been to all of the workshops. I know Tony Robbins back to back and I read Dr. Joe Dispenza. I know my brain and okay, but you've still got 
a completely dysfunctional energetic relationship to money and you don't even know what value you're bringing to the world. It doesn't matter what you've read, you know? So there's all of these things that have to come together. So again, just like people getting stuck on this one piece, losing sight of the rest of it that has to come into play. Yeah. Because none of that's going to work if you only just live in scarcity. I mean, look, infinite possibility means that there is a probability that exists out there in infinite potential that says it might happen. But let's not mix up possibility and probability. It's also possible that I could spontaneously transmute into a 53-year-old Anglo-American lady with that smokes cigars. Infinite possibility says that's the case. Even if I did decide to, you know, go through the change, my age isn't going to change, my accent isn't going to change, no. I will still like cigars. But you get where I'm coming from. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a few things that aren't going to change. Yeah, but so that possibility doesn't equate probability. Well, you would have to make steps for that, for that probability exactly. to happen. Yeah, steps definitely to the hospital and other places. Um, also probably to an institution to consider my mental state if that's what I was considering doing. But that's not the point. The point is there would still be states, uh, steps that I'd have to move through in order to, mm-hmm. to change. I love that. So talking about steps, um, tell us about the Beyond Intention Paradigm and the four steps. <laughs> you like literally just like just segue that next question. What can I say? It's mm-hmm. just uh, the thing I do. So Beyond Intention is a four-step model that underpins everything that I teach and and work with people on. Reason being is that Beyond Intention does a couple of things. First and foremost, it gives us dominion over what I call the choice machine. What's the choice machine? The choice machine is the function of us of making choices that actually evolves into the outcomes that become our reality. But that happens consciously and unconsciously. Mm -hmm. So what Beyond Intention does is it allows us to bring dominion to the conscious choices but also to create shifts in the unconscious choices so that when we are unconscious, which is most of the time, as much as 97% of the time, the programs that we're running on actually support what we want rather than playing out outdated ideas and programs that we don't choose anymore. You know, so many people lose sight of the fact that the limbic brain operates at 10 million times the speed of the conscious mind. So that reptilian fight or flight part of us that's programmed, you know, so young generally speaking, just from our environment. So for example, my five-year-old stepdaughter, she's not necessarily taking notes and saying, oh, this is what's going to go in the program, blah, blah, blah. She's looking at the environment, the stuff she's exposed to, what she's watching, what she's listening to, what's happening. Her limbic brain is building and forming now. In 20 years time, she's going to be responding to life based on what's happening right now. And that's what we're doing, responding based on what happened. But we can actually step in, do some triaging, and actually shift it. And that's one of the things that Beyond Intention does too. And it does it with four simple steps. Awesome. Tell us those steps. Step number one, accept. Accept is all about recognizing that ultimately, even though a lot of the work is happening at an unconscious level, we have the conscious opportunity to step in and do something about that. And everything that's shown up no matter how much we want to blame other people, no matter how, how obvious it looks that we have the opportunity to blame other people, we accept that ultimately it comes down to our choice machine. I am the author and creator of my life. When I accept that responsibility for everything that's happened, I now take back my power for everything that's going to show up going forward. Mm. And when I step in that power, I can actually be much more deliberate in what I create. So that is accept. I love that one. And uh, <laughs> you said that I went, oh, 
(laughs) (laughs) Because really, it is taking that responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have to like figure out, you know, what has happened, what is happening, and Mm -hmm. take our own responsibility for our role in it, regardless of, you know, other people. Yeah. And that's not easy. You know, nobody said nobody said this is easy. No. It's great to be able to say, well, you know, I'm a Virgo, so screw you. Or (laughs) you know what I mean? As an Aries, I identify (laughs) with that. (laughs) Or like, uh, have you seen my star charts? I just have my human design. Like, do you not realize that I'm an emotional, therefore I am allowed to be a complete utter toe rag to you? Or like, (laughs) have you read my soul contracts? You should read my soul contracts. They're in the Akashic Records. We can go there on the weekend. Right? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Stay away from it. Okay. Um, so basically, but the, the point being that we have these ideas that these things have to dictate how we show up and what we experience. Mm-hmm. And whilst that's a potential that we could have, like, why, why would you do it? It'd be better if you didn't, basically. But you're making that decision though, right? Yeah, but but most people are making it unconsciously. Right. But it's still a decision. It's still a decision. And even, you know, people that are going to listen to this, they're like, I'm not listening to this anymore. He tore down my vision board. My human <laughs> designer was right. I recognize the signs. Like, okay, you're welcome to it. I, I use my human design. We use it all the time with our clients, but we take it in an empowered way. Mm-hmm. Right? We take those parts of it and we say, okay, what can we do with this mm-hmm. in order to make better choices and to create the life we want versus use it as an opportunity to not have responsibility for what we're creating. Yeah, we can work in our design, right? Yes. Or exactly. we can use it as an excuse. Exactly, exactly. I can use the shortfalls that show up in my archetypes as a reason for me to complain and blame or as an opportunity for me to seek to be supported. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways that we approach it. When we're in Beyond Intention, when we're playing out the Beyond Intention model, we take everything on. Ultimately, the radical acceptance. So Beyond Intention, someone when they did like the intro program, whatever, they get the, the, the top line, you go and get some changes. But every single one of these steps has got seven levels that I've built out over the last 20 years. And each one of those steps takes us deeper and deeper and going to an ultimate level. And it's a progression. Again, it's like, where can can I accept that? Okay, from here, what can I accept until we get to radical acceptance, which is everything's me and everything's mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. Not from a place of shame, guilt, blame, beat myself up, slap myself over the head. But okay, cool. Like I did this. Person's a toe rag. Okay, well, I've allowed them into my experience or I've allowed myself to be in this situation or how am I going to respond to it? So I still have that power over how it's going to impact my life. Oh, that. Um, okay what's number two clear so clear is all about recognizing that real change can only happen in a real place I like to look at time as a very interesting construct that's memories of the past which we often look at in a distorted fashion expectations of the future which are generally based on our relationship to the past and then there's now by the time we even look at now, now's already gone. You're thinking about the memory of the now that you just experienced. And this was something, this is an idea that became really clear to me when I read The Power of Now. But the thing is, is that, you know, good old Eck, great guy, Eckhart Tolle, you know, cool cat, you know, we meet in the ethers every now and then, um, studying our soul contracts. 
Um, <laughs> growing up human design while we make vision boards and eat vegan salads. Um, but on, I mock, seriously. I love it. <laughs> but ultimately it was like, yeah, this is great, dude. Very powerful information. What do I do with it? My little Asperger's brain is like, this is great, but I need something tangible to hold onto. And I know. What's the plan? How do I, how do, I do that? <laughs> and I know that in the power of now is like, just be in the present moment and all this kind of stuff. But I needed a way to access it. But so what step two was all about is getting into the now without losing the now. Mm-hmm. And what I came to through to, to, to see was that essentially I'm always now, but my consciousness isn't now because it's in one of two places in the past or in the future. Mine's in the future. So, like, Oh God, what's the next, what I have to do? What, you know, exactly. Exactly. Anxiety, excitement, overexcitement, <laughs> um, fear, mm-hmm. just like trauma, shame, mm-hmm. guilt and blame are in the past. So it's coming back to now or coming back to a reconnection to the now because the now is always here. It's always waiting for us, right? Mm-hmm. So step two is very practical. It's looking at doing whatever healing is required for me to let go of the past, mm-hmm. Right coming to a place of acceptance of what is to come in the future is going to be the result of what I'm doing now. So it's cutting those energetic ties to the future and the past so that I can be present enough to make the choices that are actually going to create the future that I want. So I can take what I've done with boom, boom, except boom, boom, and actually do something with it versus I'm aware and I'm conscious of everything. Now I'm in the future. Now I'm in the past. It's like, okay, let me be present enough to do something with it. And that's what we do with step two. So is that why we start meditating? Why we start meditating? Yeah, because we meditate to access the now, for mm-hmm. example. But then, like, you know, we've got to pay the bills. <laughs> we manifested into three dimensional form. Whether mm-hmm. you believe it was a big bang, uh, an elephant headed god made you, uh, an all knowing, all seeing god breathed life into clay. Whatever thing it is for you, ultimately we're in physical form in three dimensional reality, where we move through time and space. The spiritual aspect of ourselves isn't going anywhere. Running away from life and getting caught in this aspect, actually we're just losing the opportunity. We're doing ourselves, we're doing the universe, we're doing whatever you call God a dishonor by not doing the thing that we're here to actually do, which is to be humans and live a physical experience. And for that, we need to get up the butt and stop doing the meditating thing. Like unplug and go. Mm-hmm. go. All right, what's step three? Boom, 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 I like how they all have their own theme songs. (laughs) (laughs) So gratitude is really interesting one because people, when I, Beyond Intention came from like a really, really trying time in my life, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I identified in terms of what I was doing before and what was actually going to work consistently was this idea that gratitude isn't something that we do after the fact, it's something that we do in advance. Mm. And what this is, is looking at this idea of the future being expectation. If the future is expectations, and because the body follows the mind and the mind follows a vibrational flow, and the vibrational flow is set by our expectations, when I'm connecting positively to something that I choose to create in the future, I'm actually starting a snowball effect for it to come to pass. So when I'm grateful for something in advance, for example, the neural pathways in the brain change, which impacts my unconscious relationship to my emotional state, which sets my vibrational flow, which sets my ongoing thought quality, which then sets my habits and behaviors, 
which then allows me to create what I want. So when I'm grateful in advance, I'm actually connecting and embodying positive expectation in the most powerful way. So we accept our power, we get present. And in that place of presence, we connect positively through positive expectation, which we use gratitude as the, the doorway to that, to what we want to happen. All right. And that's step three, yo. All right, I'm four. I'm ready. Boom, 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 Listen is a weird one because when people do like all this studying and they do all this meditating, stop, um, have all of this success, they lose sight of the fact that they're bloody human. Mm-hmm. We are not going to be switched on all the time. <laughs> Nobody's positive all of the time. Jesus lost his crap and turned over the tables of the temple. <laughs> the son of God's going to lose his crap. <laughs> For other times too, but yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> like, ah, this is my father's house. <laughs> yeah. Like, give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing with Lissard is instead of holding ourselves to this improbable, impossible, illogical idea of perfection. Or hustle. What we do is we tune in and remain maintain an awareness of what we're thinking and feeling, whether that's checking in at regular inputs, mm. having triggers for you to, oh, that happened. Let me just check it where I am. Before I do something, wake up and see where am I internally? What's my emotional state? What am I thinking and feeling? What do I need? And then assess, do I need to go back and re-accept? Do I need to go back and get present? Do I need to reconnect positively in terms of my expectation for the future? Do I need to look back at what my intention are and my goal? Do I need to reassess them? Do I need to slow down? Do I need to rest? So having that conscious relationship to our mind, body, and our soul mm-hmm. by listening to them so that we see when we need to break, when we need to pause, when we need to turn the, the gas up. Am I playing small right now? Mm, but we do one. that through listening. I love it. And that's beyond intention. So you created this for yourself. Right? Yes. And yes. then how did you, how did you, like, when did you decide that you're just going to start helping other people with it? Like, how did you decide that? You I had no intention of doing so, Jamie. No. It was beyond your intention. It was beyond my intention. Helping people didn't really work out for me in the past. It didn't, didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. I got into so much trouble trying to help people out in the past. You know, my first fortune that I lost, I, I made it helping people. And then because I didn't have the right licenses, I lose everything. If I hadn't tried to help everyone, I'd probably be a lot richer right now. <laughs> my wife would be happier if I wasn't trying to help people right now because that's what takes up all my time. <laughs> like you're helping another person. Yes. Okay. So like I went on this journey of rebuilding my life from the ruins of like, I can't even call it a dalliance with suicide to be mm-hmm. honest, Jamie. It's like... I, I looked at the dissolution of my life that came as a result of me trying to help people. <laughs> I was just like, well, I've got nothing to add here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm out of ideas. I'm out of ideas. Yeah. The only reason why I didn't attempt suicide is because I was scared that I would fail. And I didn't want it to be like, oh, yeah, he failed at everything. And then he couldn't even pull off a suicide. That's literally what was going on in my head. I had no, I had such low self-esteem so such little belief in myself i didn't even think i could pull off a suicide properly mm. and so initially this journey that became beyond intention was about going back over the model that i had before which was another model called vision purpose faith gratitude 
and finding out what was wrong with that so that I could stop being a failure. And then as soon as I don't feel like a failure, I was going to try suicide. That was the mission. Yeah, but then what ended up happening was this journey became me polluting my mind and my spirit with positivity accidentally. It wasn't my intention, <laughs> but I, like I, I overdosed on positivity and then my unconscious mind basically changed. I mean, we're talking a couple of books a week, every day looking at tapes, going back over, like making notes about stuff, visualizing, like putting together the, the whole thing. Where did it go wrong? Studying people's lives. How did they find success? People that had downtimes, how did they come back from it? Over and over, this was happening for a couple of years. Then I read The Power of Now and a load of stuff started to make sense. And, oh, he was depressed too. Oh, maybe this is depression. And then I just started bringing all the pieces together. And it, there wasn't like a moment that was like, oh, I now no longer choose the path of death. I now choose life. It was kind of like an evolution. And depression still comes in, you know, mm. dark thoughts still come in. But my relationship to them through Beyond Intention is different. Oh, look at that. We're having dark thoughts again. Let's just recheck. Is this real? No, it's not. Is this mine? No, it's not. Come back, get centered, reconnect and groove. Mm. Sometimes it lasts a couple of hours. Doesn't really last more than a day now, right? Because I, I check in and I give myself grace. And any time that I spend in that state, it's a conscious relationship. Okay. It's been a hard couple of days. It's been a hard week. Well, that was a bit of a hard conversation. I give myself grace and sort of ease out of it, you know? But it was the 13th of February, 2018, when I had, yeah, I know exactly. It was just after six o'clock in the morning. I was at a meditation retreat. I did a walking meditation and I had this vision of what my life would be like if everything that I'd been through and everything that I'd learned and everything I put together, because by then Beyond Intention was formed, if I just stepped out and shared it with other people, what my life would be like, I felt it in my body, what I would get to feel doing that. I was like, screw everything else I was doing. I, I want that. I was able to accept and actually fully accept because I, I wasn't fully accepting. I was accepting all the good stuff. Some stuff went under the carpet, mm -hmm. but I was really able to embrace all of it because this journey brought me to the moment where I could have that experience. I love that so much. Um, but it was during a meditation, which is even more <laughs> yeah, walking meditation, definitely. <laughs> but I had to get, but I had to come off that meditation and do something about it. Mm -hmm. If I just enjoy oh, my beautiful vision, oh wow, I need to, I need to meditate again so I can reconnect to that vision, or I can, you know, move through time and space and make it a reality, which is what I did. I made some choices, mm -hmm. and now this is what I do. I like that you said that you know, like you know, if there's a depressive episode or whatever, you're, you you kind of stop and reassess, like, what do I need? What do I need to deal with? What needs to happen? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us will just keep going full force, right? Like, you know, I've noticed the patterns of like how my days go and things like that. So like podcast days and things like that, there really is nothing else that happens these days. Like it just doesn't because I'm doing this with my energy, right? Which mm -hmm. I love doing. I don't want people to be like, oh no. I love mm -hmm. doing the podcast, but I also know that I can't actually like go do tax returns today as well because it's just not going to happen because my energy doesn't do that. And if I force myself to do that, I will crash tomorrow. Right? You know, this is um, reminiscent of an idea. I've just started, I shared this idea. It's a new teaching of mine. I shared mm -hmm. it the first time a couple of weeks ago on a workshop that I did. It's called DNA, our money DNA. Mm -hmm. And if we look at like your genetic DNA, like our genetics, you know, the 
Dean of the Acid that's in the the Like for example, like me and Olga have been having this conversation with Ethan. So Olga's blonde hair, blue eyed, Russian, right? I'm black hair, brown eyed, black guy, <laughs> right? So there's this combination of things that could happen. Like mm-hmm. I've got friends that have got mixed race children that have got blue eyes or green eyes or brown eyes or blonde hair or brown hair, whatever. So we didn't know what Ethan was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And even now, because he's only three and a half months old, his hair color can change, his eye color can change. We don't right. know what's going to be. But there's nothing that we can do to change that because it's already in his DNA. His mm-hmm. DNA is going to unfold however it's going to unfold. When we actually look at how we show up in our business, in our life, in our finances, there's a similar thing happening from how our internal world is translating into our external experiences. Mm-hmm. When we understand that, we can move into flow with it. So for example, I know there's some stuff that's just outside of my DNA. It's just, it's just, it's just not. So what do I do? I get support. So mm-hmm. that means that I don't end up having a shortfall. It also means that I play to my strengths. I'm five foot nine. I'm not a basketballer. It's not happening. I'm not dunking on anybody. So rather than me frustrating myself trying to make it in the NBA, maybe I'm going to try golf. Or maybe I'm going to try Pat-pat. tennis. <laughs> what did you say? Putt-putt. putt golf. You know that is like many golf. So it could be, but so often people in their business too, and this is an idea that we're we're starting to share a bit more. When I understand my DNA, I understand how to groove in my business the most. You know, for example, trying to do the two things isn't going to happen. Someone that's better at multitasking might do that. There are people trying to do their own books instead of just coming to you. There are some people. I saw the face. Sorry. (laughs) Right. They try to like, no, just get somebody who is going to be in their zone of genius, whose DNA naturally aligns with them taking care of that part of the business. And you will have so much more success in your business and your life. Honoring your DNA, allowing yourself to be supported by people who are honoring theirs for the freaking win. Oh my God. This is my, this is one of my soapboxes. Stop trying <laughs> to do stuff that, that you're not, you, you don't know how to do. <laughs> not making the messes right and I do it too I, I've been telling the story like a lot recently because I just tried to do something that I'm not supposed to do <laughs> just move our google workspace from one domain to the other it ended up being a massive issue and thank god I hired somebody smarter than me to do it <laughs> I would have messed it up mm-hmm. it would be it was a mess for the people who know how to do this it would have been <laughs> catastrophic like we would, it would have been catastrophic, honestly, for, for our business. It would have taken us out or it would have taken all of our communication out. Oh, but you know, so, the thing. But I realized mm-hmm. that this was not for me. I started it and I was like, nope, <laughs> just back up, take your own advice instead of doing things that are outside of your purview. No. Just let people do their thing. Hire and people, people. <laughs> and people are not maximizing their DNA if mm-hmm. they even know where their flow is. Or they're saying, oh, I can't afford to do it and going into lack around it, not realizing how much they're losing in opportunity cost, not to mention real costs because they're spending time doing something that they shouldn't be doing. It's just nonsensical, in my opinion. It is nonsensical. I know. I have these conversations with people all the time. They're like, don't judge my books. I'm like, why would I judge your books? A, because B, you have no expertise in this. <laughs> if this was your expertise, I might talk about judgment of whatever's mm. going on with your accounting and tax situation, right? Mm-hmm. But 
I'm going to judge other accountants on their ability to do this, <laughs> but not people who give music lessons. Exactly. Right? Like, why, why are you even trying to do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you, but also, like, no, hand it over. Mm-hmm. Let us deal with that. Because exactly. that's what we do. And it would be a really boring world if we were all accountants. I say this all the time. If the world was just full of people who do what I do, mm-hmm. y'all. Be <laughs> it might be way more organized, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There'd be less colorful fingernails, for sure. That is true. That is true. There'd be less colorful fingernails. Maybe. Depends. <laughs> Depends on my mood. They were real boring for like three weeks, but now they're Easter. La 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 la. <laughs> I gotta go back. Awesome. Okay. Um, we went sideways. <laughs> As we do. All right. All right. Let's wrap up. All right. So. Oh, I like this. So the, Emily likes to put questions together, which is super helpful for me. Um, mm-hmm. So Emily wants to know, how do we know if our dreams and our purpose are aligned? By how it makes you feel. Um, how do we feel about what we're doing? Yeah. I mean, for me, purpose is the embodiment of the dream. It's the dream made manifest, right? It's the pathway for me living my dream out in the world and, 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 that can change based on new inputs, based on new experiences. So a child that has a particular dream that hasn't seen enough of the world will think that it can only happen within a certain remit. Mm-hmm. As they get more information, more data, then the scope of possibilities for the manifestation and expression of that widens. And so there are more opportunities for their purpose to be made known. Before Facebook, for example, someone may not have realized that they could have had the opportunity to take their message to more people and would have maybe limited the ideas of what could have been the embodiment of their purpose. But as things change, purposes can change. So for me, purpose isn't a fixed thing. It's something that shifts moment to moment, new, new input to new input. Dream is the, the ever-ending feeding energy to purpose. Oh, but how you feel is tells us which one's which. Um, so tell us about your book, The Money Game, and then the newest one coming up. And then we'll do our last question. Okay, so The Money Game, I created a tool. Not enough time for the whole story, but put it this way. It's a tool that has got the current, let me give you some examples of records. 75,000 Australian dollars manifested in two days, $48,000 manifested in two weeks, 27,000 pounds manifested in a day and a half, $50,000 manifested for taxes that hadn't been filed yet as a tax return. Um, uh, Six figure business manifested in six, three months. It works. Basically, it's a money manifesting money manifesting tool that actually works. I made a game around it. We do a challenge that we've got around it. We're actually making that evergreen at the moment, so that'll be available to the world soon. Um, but the book basically breaks down how it works, how to apply it, how to use it in your business, in relationships, in your career, all sorts of things. Awesome. And then the next book is... And Stop meditating. No, 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 no. Stop meditating. That ought to be up for pre-order. Open your mm-hmm. eyes and see the now. Stop meditating. Yeah. Wow, you just made like a second part of the hook. I like it. You're welcome. <laughs> Copyright. Um, Copyright. So Stop Meditating will be out really, really, really soon. I recommend people just head over to the website, 
jump on the email list. We don't bombard you with selling stuff, but you will get a heads up when you are able to get the pre-order because it's coming out formally in September, but there's going to be loads of like goodies for people that do a pre-order of the book. And awesome. um, yeah, that'll be out soon. And then the money game we can get anywhere? Now you can get out anywhere. All you the, can go dreamwithdan.com forward slash books. We'll take you to all of the links for all of my booksy stuff. But Okay. So that was my next question. Easiest way for people to find you. Dreamwithdan.com. And then the podcast and all that is up there too. All of the things are there. All, all the of things. the things. I do three or four blogs a week. I'm a writer for Brains Magazine. Um, I do podcasts. We've got all the social media links, all of the things. I love it. And we'll drop everything in the description boxes. Drop it, drop it, drop it. Drop it. Or something. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Emily does. More <laughs> well, people, you, guys, because I couldn't manage it all. Thank you, Emily. Yes, Emily's the best. Da, 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 da. All right. Um, oh, hold on. I have to read my own handwriting. Okay, here we go. Final question. What is the number one mindset shift business owners need to be more successful today? Uh, don't try and do it all yourself. And remember that you're human. I love that. Grace for yourself. That's right. Daniel, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been fun. I feel beamed <laughs> up for the day. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.